1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes
2: and fees may vary.
1: It's kind of hockey, right? Like some games you should win, some games you shouldn't. And I thought tonight probably should have won that. Like I said, we definitely didn't help ourselves giving them two-on-ones and free looks in the slot with bad puck management. But at the same time, we had plenty of opportunities to kind of put them away, you know, with offensive chances that we had. So we score a couple of those. It's uh you know a different game and now they're chasing. So yeah, it's uh it's a tough one. Sabers forward Tage Thompson there following yesterday's four to three loss to the Anaheim Ducks. I'm also seeing here uh, our own Paul Hamilton kind of talking about the situation going on with the players and the fans right now. And um, he was he was um, talking with WBEN today and just talking about how you know, when fans were chanting fire Donnie and, 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 you know, the players kind of responded to that. He was saying it's more toxic in Buffalo than any other NHL city at any time between the fans and the players. I, I think that's kind of right. I think it's kind of right. I mean, I remember when a had the quote too, of like, we don't like, it wasn't, you know, paraphrasing here, but like we don't bear the brunt of those 12 years, the drought years. Yeah. but I, like,
3: that That to me was like the beginning of the end, yeah. I guess you would say. But
1: then for me as well, like, you know, I know there was a um, a piece by Mike Harrington as well of just, you know, they're not doing the uh, the salute after wins or anything like that. And it's just like, this is where, like, I also, I do think they're a mentally fragile team. I really, really do. That's why they're not putting performances together. Mm-hmm. They have to constantly be coddled. I think Paul's spot on when he says, you know, their coach kind of gives them, you know, he gives them outs. Yeah, because he constantly has to bring up their confidence. Well, that's the thing is they need confidence, and sometimes I don't think they do. Well, I, they no, need, no, no. They no. need someone to threaten their jobs.
3: Right. That's well. That's where I was going to go. You need confidence, but to get there, you need to not play scared, but you need to play with purpose. Like play. Hey, you got to play I, with
1: purpose. Yeah, but like, think, not
3: only am I trying to win this game, I'm trying to like keep my keep my job. Yeah, and then and then once you start to produce, it's hey,
1: I can do this, I know I can, and I can keep my job. I think think that's the the thing. The problem I have with that is that's great and all, and and I get the message. And they're still technically one of the youngest teams in the NHL. They've all been together for like two and a half, three years now. You might lose your job. I'm sorry, bud. If you're not good, you might lose your job. You're not making the playoffs now for a 13th straight year. I get it. It's not all on you because some of you were like 10 when like the last made the playoffs. I get it.
3: Kyle Post has been here for how many years?
1: Yeah, but like to a certain extent, like yeah, you might lose your job if you're not playing well. That might happen. You might get traded. And I think they have a coach sitting there telling them like, "No, you won't. Don't worry. I'm not going to do that to you." When he should be. Like, and and where is the next step for this team? This is why they've regressed so poorly is their coach is just like, uh, like uh, taking everyone and going, nope, we're going to do this over here, even though this last year worked. I mean, what happened to the coach that in his introductory press conference, I think his introductory press conference, was openly saying like, no, no, like this is for the fans. We're, like, we're going to have fun. We're going to play with a fun style. We're going to be fun to watch. And then after that worked, in which you had the fanfare back, people were excited about this team. Their first decision there is to get rid of that. We're gonna be incredibly defensive. What? If that was the plan, then you should have been in trading for a guy like a Noah Hannafin. I'm just I always bring up his name because he's the defenseman that seemingly is always on the trade block. Rasmus Anderson is the more fun one. Rasmus Anderson. He
3: he is I mean, he's on a contract for two more years. He's probably gonna play himself out like well above that contract. Mm-hmm. He is right now. Yep. And Calgary is an, Calgary's another sinking ship. Oh, but yeah. They are in a much worse situation than you are, so go pick stuff off of them. Give them give them prospects. Who cares? Trade them Matt Savoy and a second, or whatever it takes to get someone like Noah Hannafin or Rasmus Anderson. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if those are the packages, but do something like that. Be bold and go make a move. I don't care if your season's over. Build for next year. Be active yeah. at the trade deadline for next season. This season's done. Mm-hmm like it it's it's the point is is you can't have another inactive trade deadline. I again, I'm not saying forced moves. I'm not saying just make a move to make a move. But if there's something out there and you can chase it, do it. Yeah. For the future, not for now, for the future. It it it's that's the thing that they've lacked in the last 13 years. That sure there's been moves at the deadline that are hey, that's a name that's coming to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Taylor Hall's coming here. That I mean that wasn't at the deadline, but still. But those are just they seemed like uncalculated just loose cannon like hey, we got to make a move, so let's uh let's, let's, just, do it. let's just go do it.
1: It you was have, a lot like when the Bills drafted EJ Manuel. It was like right. well, we did take quarterback, don't really care. There's a bad like historically bad quarterback year. The fans want to take quarterbacks, so we're going to do it.
3: Right. And and it, it, you have probably one of the best analytics departments in the NHL it, by many different accounts. Mm-hmm.
1: Use it, utilize it. Like that, it, you're not right now. Man, I wonder about that too because it's just like you look at their power play. How is Matt Ellis still employed? I mean, I, I this is but this is my thing, man. They seem too soft yeah. across the board. They want to be in a, a, in a quote unquote family friendly, in the sense that Granado should have been fired. He should have been. It was a year with huge playoff expectations, and from the word go, you were dead in the water. And it never improved. You have yet to win three games in a row. Bad teams routinely win five, and you can't even win three. Every one of your players has aggressively regressed outside of two, maybe three. And your power play, I think, and this is a stat now from a few weeks ago, but it's just always stuck in my mind. Thompson had 20 power play goals 20 power play goals by himself last year. The team now I think I think has like 21 22. But at the time had 20 themselves as a team. They've progressed everywhere and yet it's just, you brought it up. It's like the lights are on but no one's home. And so this is my thing now of like just even going into next year, how am I supposed to even slightly be interested excited the whole thing, and we mentioned it too like at like the start of this year of like how excited we were at the prospects of this team, especially when the Bills were bad. The Bills were bad when the Sabre season started. And it was like, hey, the Sabres should be fun. And in a moment where they could have grabbed the attention of Buffalo and yanked them back into Key Bank Center, they pushed them out the door. It's going to take years for fans to ever trust you. Even if they make the playoffs, let's say next year they go on a run, they make the playoffs. You're still going to have fans going, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Because they have just hurt you every single time. They look like they're an organization that is just happy to be in the NHL. That's what they look like day in and day out. Not, we're here to win Stanley Cups like Terry Pagula said when he bought the team. They look like a team that is just thrilled to be here. Let's go to the phones. We've got Andrew in Buffalo on the line. Andrew, good morning, my friend. How are we doing today?
2: Good. Good, guys. Thanks. Um, Been listening to you all morning. I was just curious what your thoughts are about trying to maybe change our culture and get a different style coach, maybe like Craig Baruby, somebody who grew up in the old school style. Try to switch us back to what we looked like in the 90s and early 2000s. I think too many of these young guys don't have the discipline and maybe even the respect for our organization like some of the old school guys do. And I totally agree with you about Ellis. I think he should probably be let go. And Granado is definitely underperformed. We just need a change and we can't afford to keep waiting around.
1: Yeah, Andrew, thanks for the call. I, I think 90s, 2000s, yes. I think it is a different league, though. Yeah, it's, it's evolved. But just I, discipline, though, is the right word that Andrew used. There. Yes. And yep. that's what I want to see is the team have more discipline. But I think that's the thing is they've been coddled too much by this current coaching staff of, Mm -hmm. no, no, it's okay. Don't worry about making a mistake. No, be better. Get better. Yep. That is where they're not disciplined. They're not getting better because their coaches told them so much. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's okay. A little pat on the head. Get them a hot cocoa afterwards. See, there's. I I, I like
3: the way Andrew was going there with the discipline thing. I don't know if Craig Barube is the answer. Yeah, that may not be the answer. But I do like that idea that mm-hmm. mindset is is the right one to have it's not go out and get the flashy coach like dan bilesma was or go out and get the funky coach like ralph krueger or even like babcock from years ago well when babcock he, had his babcock but, had his own thing but he was the flashy
1: <laughs> coach at the time too of like right. oh babcock's gonna bring us back to the playoffs i mean ultimately you saw him when he went to toronto right like that yeah, was a disaster it was a disaster
3: he was carried by those detroit teams and had a few moments yeah being able to coach but it was really just zetterberg lidstrom and just elite detroit. talent that had yeah. done it before right but a couple of names out there that I've I, I've always circled around are Gerard Gallant and Bruce. Bruce oh, yeah. Yep. 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 Like those two, I I really wonder why they're not coaches anywhere. Well, which Routreau, that's where I would imagine
1: I, is is Vancouver. How that all ended, right? Yeah, maybe.
3: But I, I wonder why they're not coaches anywhere. That kind of leaves me to pause of like, hey, maybe we shouldn't mm-hmm. do that. That might be a bad—like, that, that'd be the Sabers mindset anyway. But I'm in my that- in my mind, it's—these it's, are two proven coaches. Mm-hmm. Gerard Gallant took the Kings—or took the Knights to the Stanley Cup Final
1: in his first well, season. And, and that's my thing, too, is like, yeah, get a coach who is—like, d- Biles might think was the right idea, and they never went back to it when it didn't work. That's the right idea. Yeah. Has taken a team to the playoffs. Now, with Bilesma, it was kind of like, okay, but he was being carried by like well, one think, of the best teams of a generation. I think it might
3: have been a mix there. It was a healthier mix mm-hmm. than what you know um, Babcock was. Yep. But with with Bilesma, it was just there was too much going on all at once. You yeah. had Jack Eichel coming in. You had Ryan O'Reilly coming in. You had, oh, Eichel's captain. Oh, but, you know, Ryan and, yeah, O'Reilly it, wants to be it was captain. Bad and it was bad moves. Yeah,
1: there was a lot going on there. In a different scenario, I think that might have worked out. I think so too. It's just, but like, but then after that happened, they went, okay, let's go the fun young guy that like no one knows about. Let's do Phil Housley. Oh, he, he remember he he played for the Sabers, and his defense is going to be so bad, it's going to stun you into a stupor. That'll be fun. <laughs> Ralph Krueger, he was in Southampton. He did soccer stuff. Like we're going to be so he, he radically on a, different from everybody else. He was on a championship else. level English team. We're going to be so different from everybody else. It's going to be crazy. You're going to love it. And then Granato, you're like, he's so different from Kruger, you're going to wonder how he was hired by Kruger. None of them had any NHL head coaching experience. Not one of them. And with Granado especially, I think that's been what well, was fun to talk about now that like it's becoming kind of obvious it's not working. You, you put a ton of 20-year-olds and a first-time head coach together and went, work. And it hasn't. It hasn't at all because I think Granato has one speed which is I'm here to build you up. He's the perfect assistant coach. The perfect assistant coach. He's also the
3: perfect junior or AHL coach.
1: Yeah, I'm here to build up your confidence. I'm here to get you to where you can go. I can't take you any further. Where I think you're right, we're bringing a guy like a Gallant or a Brudeau could be, I've done this before. I've seen players like you. I also know how to get a player like you going. I know how to piss that kind of player off so that he plays better. may hate me, but I'll get you going. And it may not be perfect for 10, 15 years. We may not have the next Lindy Ruff. But if it's good for 5-6, and then maybe you got to make a transition, move to another coach, whatever, that's fine. That's hockey. Buffalo seems to be the only team that's unwilling to do what hockey does, which is, yeah, there are certain coaches that are here to get us into the playoffs, get that team to the next step, and then leave. Buffalo seemingly is hoping that that guy is just the same guy. Let's go back to the phones. you got Rich in Lakeview. Rich, good morning. How are we doing?
2: Hey, well, you know, as a um... – fan who watched the first game on TV in 1970, um, not so good. It's been tough. Um, it's, it's,
1: been, it's been a long ride.
2: You know, it has been. And listen, do I, I hold these guys for the whole what's going to be 13 years? No. But um, Paul Hamilton talked earlier about the toxicity between the team and its fans. And uh, I know on social media they were joking about a little the Sabre PR team. Um, which are, you know, lowly paid, just out of college people anyway. But when Zach Benson didn't know on Kids Day, not only how to pronounce Cheektawaga, I get it, he's not from the area, but you've been here 44 games, all right? These guys don't, besides the toxicity with the fans, they don't even know who they play for. They're in such a bubble, in a world, that people can't even fathom. I I know he's young. He's a 2005. But the place where you take off and land for 22 of your road games, you have no idea where you live. You have no idea. I remember because they put it out when Reinhardt signed here. They used to do for the Bills and Sabres a primer on the area. Hey, this is where you go. This is the things to do. This is where you bring your families and when. I'm going to say Benson's not the only one on there, and and I didn't laugh it off. It just shows the disconnect of these guys in the the fan place that they uh, play for. And if it's that, oh, give him a a mulligan because he's 18, well, get your damn nose out of your phone and look outside the window and see the community that you play for. Know those windmills there? Well, that's where my dad and 25,000 other steelworkers who bust their butt to spend three or $400 a night to see bad hockey. Maybe you should know who you play for, and I feel bad picking on a kid, but I think if there's one, it's indicative of the whole culture of the team that they've checked out, and maybe I'm making too much of it, but it's just gotten my crop.
1: No, absolutely, Rich. Thanks for the call. I, and I, I think Rich is onto something there, though. It's just when Granado and Adams were brought in, that was one of the big positives they did, which was just like, fix the really dumb bad stuff, spelling alumni's names wrong on their jersey, poorly received banner-raising nights. I mean, they fix that stuff. But then I think it's indicative of a problem of just the Sabres are a toxic team to be around. They are. Fans aren't showing up. They're constantly booing the team. I mean, it, it took a little while to get there with Anaheim, but it was Kids Day, so you know that's a little bit of an asterisk there. But it does seem like the Sabres and the city of Buffalo are in a war with each other. Buffalo wants to embrace the Sabres. You saw how quickly they did last year. You also have an organization that is just giving them absolutely no reason to want to go to those games. And in this year, in the, I, I, and I bring this up a lot just because I, I think it, it, it's such a problem, is in the first year we had real expectations, in quite a while, fell on your face, from the word go because you decided to take the really fun style that Buffalo so aggressively embraced because the NHL embraced it. I mean, Thompson's getting ESPN pieces done on him and, and you having, you know, NHL network glowingly talking about the Sabres of like, they're a team that can run anyone out of, out, out of, their barn. They, they can score on anyone. They can go with anyone. They're just young. There's something and coming and decided as a collective to stop that. To stop all of it, to focus on a single thing in which you still don't do very well. It is just, I I get Rich's point. I th- And and I, I'm glad he brought it up because he's like, I'm, I'm being a little aggressive on Benson. But I do think it's indicative of a point of just like, it is such a toxic group. I wouldn't be surprised if Benson really doesn't want to go out on Chippewa. He doesn't really want to go into the suburbs of Buffalo. I'm from Chittawaga. I can call it Vegas. I was born and raised there, okay? I've seen it. I can understand if he doesn't want to go to Chitawaga or you know, Amherst or Lancaster and he just kind of wants to stay in his apartment, go to the arena and leave and that's it. They're a very toxic fan or it's, it's a toxic relationship right now between the fan base and the team and it's a very, very uncomfortable spot to be in. It's why when I talk about the Sabres, Josh, I've, I've said this to you dozens of times now on, on off air that I get uncomfortable speaking about them because I get mad every time because I do sit here and I go why what is happening got to take a quick time out still looking for your calls 803-0550 if you also want to talk about the sabers if you're frustrated where do they go next are you kind of into the idea of maybe going a gallant or a brudeau a head coach if the team does move off from granado again love to hear your thoughts 803-0550 is the number zach jones josh Schmidt, hanging out with you for about another hour and 10 minutes here until we get you ready for sabers live for more sabers talk you're listening to the X point show here on wgr